Welcome to episode 24 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam McKinnon, as joined as always by my co-host, Jim Passon Jr. Jim? Almost as always, but I'm here this week, so yes. yeah, let's talk some baseball. Uh, let's, oh, oh, wait, uh, wait, no, man. no, we have to talk about, instead, Jim, we get to talk about uh, global pandemics. Oh, and um, you know, no. Please tune in next week. Yeah, episode twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, this is. You know, we were talking off air here. This is, boy, this is gonna be something. Cause uh, man, we had so Max Freeze was gonna come on, and we were gonna talk about getting ready for fantasy drafts, and you know, for the RAB Invitational and the survival game, and. And yeah. and now now, oof, now depending on where you are, you're playing a real life survival game, and yeah. it's um so to to kind of like I'm sure that everyone that listens to this podcast has it follows Jeff Passan on Twitter and some other baseball account. So we're not going to brief you on things you don't already know, but let's just put a bow on what has happened. Um, the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID, uh, novel COVID-19, has reached a pandemic status, which means, you know, I'm not going to go into what that means, but really, um, so schools across the country have been canceled. Uh, the uh, NBA has uh, suspended the regular season. The NCAA tournament will be played in front of empty stands, and you know, and even as that, of today, that's gone now too. Is that is that so that that's a thing now too? March Madness is no longer so. It's just March Sadness now. Yeah, uh, that's where we're made it to. And uh, and uh, the regular and of course. Um, the most uh, pressing for our audience, uh, spring training has, has been canceled, and the start of the regular baseball season is uh, to be determined. And, you know, before we go any further, Jim, I, I feel like you would uh, echo this sentiment here. Um, this, this is the right decision. We don't have to like it, but I, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like this is the right decision for folks uh, across the country who are at high risk for this desi- this uh, disease and and this virus, um, you know. But I know, but it is uh, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. We know that that there are some with yeah immune systems that can't handle uh, this, and it's not fair to them that some that can act as if it doesn't really matter and uh and unfortunately um if you want to stop it from spreading you kind of got to stop people from interacting and um if it wasn't already 
you know, proven around in other places like Italy and South Korea and China and elsewhere where they've seen it already happen in front of us, uh, we wouldn't have the, the data available to us to understand what we need to do. Correct. And unfortunately, as a society, we need to we need to relax, take a break and, and stay, stay away for a little while, go into our become introverts for a while or something right correct we're gonna we're gonna self-quarantine and and uh you know for some of us that just means we don't have to wear you know clothes suitable for public consumption for the you know but it is ultimately it's ultimately the right decision so yeah yeah now we're down to that point where it doesn't you know we don't have a choice we never had a grip on it right right yeah baseball was gonna do its thing basketball was gonna do its thing there was nothing we can do right but now, now it's in our hands, right? Because if you want your baseball season back, you know, well, done. Let's get rid of the COVID, right? Right. So, pull yourself up and decision. listen to podcasts. Catch up on our back yeah. catalog on SoundCloud, yeah, right. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. Leave us a review because let's face it, you're not doing anything else, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll do book recommendations. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of that out there. So, oh yeah. You know. Hit me up. I'll, I'll I'll give you all sorts of book recommendations that you can you can do. But oh, it's yeah, gonna be great. Um, well, uh, not it, not much fun. It's not, and, and I think so. So we've acknowledged the the uh, severity. Now we can all just vent about how much we hate it. Um, oh. So we are on the we're on the road to a um, regular season uh, that you know uh, we could be looking at a a May opening day. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, it, you know, it kind of makes me think back to say like 1995 when the opening day was April 25th, they got 144 games in that year. Um, but, um, you know, you, to get to a opening day this late after, as a side note, this was supposed to be the earliest opening day in, in MLB history. Now we're cruising towards an opening day that could rival that of 1995, which started on April 25th, or 1893. Ugh, April that's... 27th, 1893. April 27th, 1893. That's the first year the mound was 60 feet 6 inches. That's so long ago. It's, Good grief. It, you know, it kind of... Because I think we were talking a little bit about it, and I tend to agree with you. It's sort of the the mile marker of the modern era. Yeah, and yeah, a lot a lot of people think it's 1900, 1901 with the AL League coming in. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of people and me and you probably included believe that 1893 is the modern era, and so um, just drives me crazy that it's just. You know, back then, the reason why they were starting in April 27th is because they could. There were, I don't know, 108 games in a season or something like that back then. Well, it was springtime, yeah. right? There was no, there was no, uh, there was no lights, so they had more daylight to work with. Like, yep. you know, I mean, I I get it, and it's just, you know, you look back at it, kind of makes me think of like all the delays of baseball that I've seen in my lifetime. You know the the strike in ninety, the ending of the season in ninety four, and then the delayed start to the season in nineteen ninety five. You think back to two thousand one, of course, with with nine eleven. So you think about all the interruptions 
in the baseball season. And you, and you really just, you really can't point to a whole lot. You know, mm-hmm. like, of course, there's been work stoppages and, and things like that. I think in the, in the, uh, this is off the top of my head, but in the 1980s, I believe there was a shortened season somewhere in there. Um, you know, yeah. it was it in 82. I don't know why 82. Eight, 81. 81. Okay. Yeah. It was early eighties yeah. jumps out at me. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but when you look back, I've, I've been uh, on this earth for 34 years and I've seen, two yeah you know uh, sort of delays and uh none of them i'm in jim and our, our research was 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 you know thorough by our by our standards but lim- but quick if you will and uh none of those were from a pandemic no no you know? so uh, we are Most- really in unprecedented territory all strike related stuff right yeah yeah nothing like this yeah uh, yeah, it, it's just the. Uh, um, uh, I I don't even I'm speechless, right? It just it, it's baffling to imagine how. I mean, we've been doing countdowns all winter long, right? right. Ever ever since like the the last pitch was thrown in the World Series, somebody's like, "Oh, we got ourselves 162 days until you know, or whatever the magic number was." Right. right? Yeah. I think it's uh, Doug Kern that has a countdown clock that starts like immediately as soon as the World Series is over. And he's like, hey, all right, we've got ourselves 171 days, 16 hours and 43 minutes till we get there. It's like, (laughs) you know, and then all of a sudden you get closer, you get through the meetings and uh, you get to the point where you're starting to count down pitchers and catchers reporting. And it's still like 80 days away from that. And uh, and then it gets closer and closer. And here we are, like halfway through spring training and everybody can taste opening day. And uh, then, man, gut punch. Now, you know, I can't help but wonder, but like, you know, we're talking about the historical implications here. You know, it's kind of a weird time for baseball, isn't it? Like, you know, we're talking about, for example, the implications of the uh, cheating scandal. Like, what? what? What's that? (laughs) So it's interesting because like, we're, we're talking about the implications of the cheating scandal, right? And we're thinking, golly, man, we really need baseball to start to take our minds off of this. And that was the whole thing, right? True. I think when we had we had Hannah Kaiser on the show, it was like, well, when the games start, we'll see how short our attention span really is. And as and the one thing that is supposed to take our minds off it, it's like, oh, sh- shit. Like, yeah. well, there goes that. Yeah, now you we're know? back to hating the Astros full-time again, I guess. I don't know. I guess. It's like, but are you... I gotta be... You know, can we take a second now? Are we still that mad about this? Are we we still... Like, does the fire still burn in our bellies about the Astros right now? I think there's a justification in some of the burn in people that they never got a legitimate sorry, right, from the club. There wasn't, you know... Even if you didn't even have to be, I mean, at the very beginning, it was fine. Everybody would just been like, just give me a reason why you did it. Come up, 
come forth with it, just like A-Rod did with steroids. And, and maybe we'll end up loving you when you're standing around dancing in a white outfit that your wife wears, right? Like with right. A-Rod. People like him again, right? The Astros had that, but they would have had to have taken the approach of, we honestly need to address this, say that we did it wrong. Nobody was going to take their championship away from them. No, instead, we got the sugar-coated, you know, kind of half-assed, sorry, right? And right. so people are still upset about that. And rightfully so, as baseball fans, we should be. But we shouldn't be to the point where we're going to the games and yelling at baseball players while they're signing autographs to kids. I mean, yeah, that's not... That's, baseball that's, fans don't do that. That's, that's off-limits, that's, man. Like, like that's off-limits. And, and, and yeah. so, I guess, like, what it plays into is... So, the... the 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 burning hatred that we had that we we're like okay we're gonna release all of this when the season starts and no oh, man you're on trial now Astros and then it's like well well damn it now now you're not gonna be on trial now we just gotta sit here and stew on this and then yeah. we gotta stew on it and think okay we we we're gonna have a, a not a strike shortened but a pandemic you know illness shortened season right. Yep. And then we're going to roll into 2021. Hey guys, here's CBA negotiations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, what a man! This decade, I, I am, I am not happy with the way that the 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 2020s are not off to the same sort of start the 1920s were. Yeah, they're not rolling out very well. And like, I mean, we're still, we're still waiting on the Red Sox investigation for 2018 still. We haven't gotten any of that results yet from the commissioner's office. Does anyone care, though? I mean, let's let's be real. Like, I think like, the thing that most of us really care about is really the depth of this of the cheating scandals, right? Because we know it's... I mean, everybody knows from just the reporting that we've gotten that it extends farther than the Astros and the Red Sox, right? You know, that they weren't the only ones using some form of sign stealing. But um, they, they shine the bigger light on them. Well, the trash can thing was, you know, pretty over well, the top, right? Yeah, and that was a championship little ridiculous. The yeah. same year. Right. But 2018, you know, they're calling out the Red Sox in a year that they won a World Series, right? So I think that's why they stick out the, the, the hardest. I mean, for me, what I want to know is the the rumors or the stories of the Yankees doing it and the Dodgers doing it and everybody else besides the Orioles and the Giants or whoever that weren't doing it and uh and I'd like to know I want to know where that's at and I want to know that that's being corrected so that I can go back to just loving baseball for baseball again so well do you think do you think in this newfound gap like that we're going to get do you think okay because you've got now what you have this is this is, should make every every one on the Astros nervous, right? This was the one thing that was going to get you out of the woods on this. This was the one, and, and the Red Sox too, to some extent, right? And even the Yankees. I mean, I'm, you can't not implicate the Yankees just a little oh, yeah. bit, right? So you're you're getting ready for the season. Okay, finally we can just go back to playing baseball, and then. Okay, no baseball. Now you've got a an army of writers and media that are, for lack of a better term, like either bored or unemployed, that are now just turning their attentions. Well, what's the last headline we covered? <laughs> you know, yeah. like nobody. I mean, there's not a whole lot of epidemiologists in you know the MLB press corps. All due respect to those who may be, but like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where what are we? We're like a 
we're like a kid in the room, like fresh off a nap with no toys. Like yeah. we just got yeah. energy to burn and nothing to burn <laughs> it on. Yeah, we're story starved, right? Which, I mean, for me is something that, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not much for the, the dwelling on those types of stories anyway, right? With like the Astros stuff and yeah, does it drive headlines and everything else? Yeah, does it stick around way too long? Oh my gosh, yeah, way too long, right? There's so many more better tales that can be told. And I love when I see stuff come across that explains that so-and-so from such-and-such team helped out such-and-such a cause or this unique thing about a guy that does calf roping or whatever. I love the 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 Bumgarner story. I think that might be short of the the uh, affection that baseball has like baseball fans have taken towards like David Fletcher and you know Tim LaCastro my my favorite story is this Madison Bumgarner thing it is it is fantastic that's silly right and it, we would we would have the same opportunity to talk in like Joanna Cespedes in the same breath if he didn't get hurt you know, well, chasing, yeah, chasing the, boars away, right? The, there, there's a whole other narrative with that, but like, <laughs> but but for me, like, I, I agree with you. Like, there's a humorous element to it, but like, this is also the dude who like w- tore his shoulder or like did something to his shoulder on a dirt bike. Oh, yeah, dirt bike in like Colorado. Like, or like right? Madison Bumgarner is Joe Dirt with like a, a killer left arm. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah it's i mean those are interesting and those are fun stories right i mean those i feel like is what we should be reaching out and trying to get a hold of because those i mean in a way i mean for the reporters that's not a face-to-face contact type of story right, right. you don't need to be at the ballpark to get that story you need to be at the ballpark when they're playing baseball to get that story but right, right now they're not doing that now, to me, it seems like the best time to get your Rolodex out and dig deep into your phone book and, and figure out, you know, hey, what have you been doing? You got any interesting tales to tell me? How about you and your friends? You know, what are you guys doing? How are you killing time? Right. Um, and things like that. And just trying to find that that funny, interesting story because, I mean, it doesn't have to take up, you know, three chapters of a book. Just needs to take up a column on a page, you know, right? Me, so. Well, you know, and the other thing is too, you know, Jeff Passan. If you're listening to this, which you're not, but if somebody who knows Jeff Passan and is yeah, listening come on to this, the show, you got we've nothing got to, just, to do, bro. Like, we've, just, got, we've got to discuss who the better passes. Yeah, is too, come on, so. we 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 need to we need to passanize this yeah. show. And, uh, we, we, you know, so this is a public invitation. Anyone who's made it 20 minutes into the show and knows Jeff Passan, like you really need to get him on this thing. And I've, I've freed up my schedule. Yes. Whenever. <laughs> we, we are free. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. You want to take a break? We'll take a break. Yeah. Um, let's take a break right here. Yeah. Let's take a break. And, uh, when we come back, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about some of the, the benefit, the, um, effects that this could have on the on the upcoming season and and you know at this rate who knows what else so we'll be right back and we're back and uh no more prepared than when we left but we are we are back and uh of course it's just uh, it's just uh adam and jim show this week 
and just um, winging it just too. winging it like absolutely uh the two guys who really pride themselves on preparation absolutely underprepared and we're just going to make it happen um i know i try to get like 10 hours 12 hours of prepared work before i get in on one of these and i i mean i I guess loading up Skype this before this was about ten or twelve seconds, and that's about all the prepared I am. Yeah, well, so. who's prepared for an for an epidemic? Come on, you know, who's, yeah. Yeah. who's really prepared I'm, for this? We're I'm, more prepared than the prepare Italian the government or our own government, for that sake. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so you know, one thing that we kind of I was curious about. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it because I've heard some conflicting narratives on this. Who do you think benefits the the most from a, an extended layover? Do you think like is it the you know pitch because pitchers are very routine based, right? Mm-hmm. But but also but also they're they're oft injured, right? So if you were coming into the season with an injury, then you uh, you have more time to rehab. And also the innings limit, I know Chipper, the innings limit is, uh, you know, if you've got somebody like uh, Chris Paddock, right? Talk yeah. about a guy who's going to benefit from a shortened season. And, um, and then, but then you go on the other side and the hitters, you know, less time to kind of get in the groove of the season, get their timing down. And, um, you know, but on the other hand, they're less routine-based than pitchers. So there's pros yeah. and cons to both. Who do you think benefits more from a, an extended layover? Man, I think it's just a straight-up New York Yankees. Good mm. grief. I mean, Jared Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, those types of folks that are, are coming in injured, right? That right. Their opening days were already in question. So, um yeah, it, it, I think for them, Justin Verlander. I don't. I know he was slated to be the opening day starter, and then recently was said that it would be a miracle that he was ready for opening day. Well, you know, I wouldn't call it a miracle, but, <laughs> op- but opening it's, day did get pushed back, right? It's so, not the miracle you were anticipating. No, but... nobody. Nobody should call it that. So yeah, it's. I, I wonder, you know, like because you hear a lot about. Baseball is so routine based, right? So I look at guys like, and I, for me, I, I guess if I had to pick a side, you know, we're, we're in an epidemic, pick a side. Uh, I would pick pitcher. Yeah, I think pitchers benefit from this the most because now you've got guys like, look at guys like, uh, you know, I, I, I alluded to Chris Paddock, right? Uh, you look at older pitchers like Cole Hamels, who was going to start the season on the injured list. Uh, you look at, you know, even guys like Josh Hader, you know, or these sort of fireman style relievers, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays as a team who are rolling out this uh, elite bullpen. You know, the whole thing with elite bullpens, right, is that they wear down as the season goes on. Yep. You know, you could be looking at a lot of. Uh, I wonder, and this is just a thought, with just the level at which baseball is played now, could a shortened season be a sort of test case for higher, you know, like uh, going forward, like uh, a higher quality baseball? I know it's a bit of an extreme example, like if we're going into May, but like, let's say, for example, you know, because there was a time, if you're, you know, if anyone remembers, they were at one point really talking about shortening the season. So like a um, 
at one point from 162 to like 154 games like it used yeah. to be in the 60s. So you figure, are they? could this be a sort of test case where it's like, oh, wait a second, if we're only playing 150 games... You know, it's close enough. I don't. I don't think that compromises the integrity of the of the game, right? Uh, I've been. A, I'm a believer in a little slightly shorter season, and that gets the postseason started earlier. That yep. makes the season less of a drag for for non for the sort of uh, more novice level fans. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, could this? And it, could this be, and I hate using this, but this is a baseball podcast, so we're going to keep it to baseball. Could this be a blessing in disguise? I mean, it's a test subject, right, for what you could look at at changing the length of a season or something to that effect, right? But it's, uh, I mean, it's not a very well set up version of it now, right? Yes, Because now true, you've got yeah. an un- unbalanced schedule. Um, to look at and uh, and whatnot. So this is not a prime example of what I would like to see. I guess if you were to take anything away from it, I guess it would be trying to understand, you know, the the fans' perspective of the season, right, as it plays out, um, to see if they like it, right? Maybe maybe it is a shorter season. It's something that people are looking for from a fan's perspective because, I mean, for diehards like you and I and many of us, you know, hell, man, I, in a way, kind of, if I could figure out how to get 250 games a year out of the regular season, I'd take it. But, <laughs> I mean, more baseball better for me. But, um, you know, there's there's people that, that they're not that they're not that way. They they're interested, but they're not interested 162 times, and uh, and so you hear a lot of it. I mean, I, you know, anybody that's been a baseball fan or talked baseball with somebody that's ran into at least a a dozen people in their life that says the season's just too dang long, right? I can't sure. stay. Yeah, I can't stay on top of it. So, you know, getting the feel for what those type of people. I mean. Okay, well, what if we end up doing 135 games this year or 120 games this year? Are you still going to come back and tell me that it's too long? You know, eventually you're just going to have to admit you don't really like baseball that much. That right. You, you, instead of being upset that the season lasts 162, you should just enjoy the 12 games a year that you want to so the rest of us can keep what we want, right? Right. But, I, I mean, I, I hear that. And, and I think, you know, I the only thing I worry about with that, that thinking, because I do, I do see where it comes from, you know, but I also wonder, like, there, eventually, you don't want the game to morph into, like, golf, where there's hardcore fans, and then there's, like, fans that can watch a few minutes of it, and then, you know, they watch the Masters, maybe, and then it's done. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that, I know MLB because it's a business, right? I know they're going to try and make the best of it. I know that they're going to show up and they're going to roll all the Juan Soto shuffles and the Ronald Acuna's, you know, uh, like smiles and, and you know the the Mike Trout, you know, you know the Mike Trout plays home run stealing. Yeah, exactly. The like they're yeah. gonna, they're going to run all of that, right? And the Francisco Lindor, I should have said Francisco Lindor smile, um, yeah. you know. So 
what I what I want I know they're going to make the best of it because it's a business. What I wonder is how fans are going to how how fans are going to look at this season. Are they going to look at are they going to sort of come into it with a sort of God, like what a rough off season. Like, you know, the the cheating scandal really dominating, then the 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 horrendous way it was handled, and then the way Manfred made just fanned the flames, and then just when things are starting to settle down, it's like no ba- no baseball. So yeah. I, I wonder I don't think that I think it's it, it's a similar I don't know if it's a similar level of fervor to nineteen ninety five. But it's a similar, I don't know if it, it's like it replaced the anger with disappointment. And I feel like this is kind of, it's equal levels. It's just different emotions of where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's been a rough, it's, it's just such a rough off season, right? I, I mean, and it, it was such a rough offseason. Like, I mean, one of the better offseason things that happened for us this year was that free agency didn't drag all the way to the end of February. Right. right? It's like it's like the and, best part was that something didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, something didn't suck, but it was so long ago that we forgot all about it. Right. We, I mean, Garrett Cole signed back in November or something. Right. I think he practically signed while he was still playing in the world series and right we didn't get that the years before that you know and and that was a big complaint that fans had during those off seasons i long for those days now right i mean right. The, the bryce harper manny machado watch was way better than what we just had this last off season and i hated the machado harper watch because it dragged on so long and it really messed up with free agency right made a lot of other players have to wait too um and can, that stunk. Can you think back to the last like really good off season that we've had? I mean, seriously though, I mean, because because let, let's let's run it back real quick, okay? Twenty nineteen total shit show. We're we're over it. Like like it, it it's yeah, it, it's terrible. Twenty eighteen was the uh, Machado and Harper like marathon of doom. Because I'm sorry, the joy. I call. I think at one point I called it the joyless slog to the inevitable. Like it's just you know they were gonna sign, but it was terrible. 2017 was the same thing. It was it was equally terrible because nobody was signing any contracts, right? No. What 2016? I guess was was. Right, and and do you remember anything about twenty sixteen? Not a because single thing. 18, and nineteen just ate everything up. Right, and then we got right? this. It's like, come on, man! Like, like I feel like, like I feel like we're like as fans, we're kind of owed a good, uneventful off season, right? I mean, off seasons already suck because they're off seasons. I mean, I know people love hot stove, and I know well, I mean, people. It's fun. I mean, you know. Are, with it but 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 you know what dude and think about this too now we got now okay we get through the 2020 regular season hooray okay that's great oh wait we're the year before friggin cba yeah that's gonna be fun golly man gonna get a whole bunch of fights going on between the the union and the and the league and getting players played so they don't have to 
live in people's other people's houses when they're playing baseball on the road and right just you know leagues being you know got to worry about being contracting leagues right i mean we got to get back with with uh joey uh right when he gets back old joey Mello, and uh and ask him what's up right because he's out there trying to get answers about contraction in minor leagues which is kind of slated for this next up you know off season and right there's all of that going on too it's it's like i wonder you know this sort of maybe this is like a broader topic but it but it's true it's it's when you know it seems like you know like Buck O'Neill said it during Ken Burns' baseball documentary, and I have a, an absolute huge amount of affection for Buck O'Neill. And he said, you know, they, we, we've done a lot to this game. And, 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 and in, in effect, and I'm paraphrasing, but we've done a lot to ruin it, and yet it still goes on. And I kind of, I can't help but feel like, man, we are really putting it through the ringer right now. <laughs> it's testing everybody right it's testing all the diehards it just uh it's yeah it's it's brutal to uh to everybody that loves this game because they're you know i mean it's a romantic about baseball podcast for a reason it's because you know people see it in that light right they feel like it's their I mean, it's their girlfriend on the side or their boyfriend on the side from their husband. It's their game that they love, and they and they can have that passion with it. Right and, now, uh, it feels like we just got caught with a literal girl or guy on the side. Yeah, there's we're, nothing we're, romantic we're about it right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's, it's rough, right? I mean, I try to stay an optimist, right? And, uh, I mean, I, I get the coronavirus thing is completely out of everybody's control for where we've gotten to here. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, what do you got to do what we got to do now on that situation? But, I mean, the Astros thing, right? It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's ended up turning into a, a, a battle online, right? Just even Twitter is next to impossible to get away from it and, just horrific at times yeah because we've got to sit here and worry about you know uh, trevor bauer versus the houston astro nation right and it's and it's just or john it, boy again our john boy against the houston astros nation or or whomever whomever um the guy the astros fan who, who decoded a ted man I, I don't i wanted to say i forget his name already but you know he, yeah. you know the 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 internet detectives, if you will, and that's not to speak demeaningly of them, but yeah. it's uh, and then and then you know can I just can I just sprinkle some 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 you know crap salt on this shit sandwich here? Um, <laughs> I I think I've set a personal record for shit on this saying saying that on this show, um, yeah. and, and I don't know why I feel like when yeah it's um, that's 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 how things are going right now. Yeah. Um, did you, it's frustrating. have you, so, you know, we talked about the rough off seasons, 2020, not, not going great. Have you looked at the 2021 hall of fame ballad? Yeah, you know, I did at the end of the, 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 um, this, uh, voting season here last year. Can I tell you but, it's, it's brutal. Uh, well, the best part about that ballot is the fact that, it leaves opportunity for those that are remaining on the ballot that should not be on ballots still in my eyes. People like Barry Bonds, who should have already been off that ballot. Yes. Uh, Roger Clemens, who should be off that ballot. 
Billy Wagner. Billy. Still better than Trevor Hoffman ever Hashtag was. Hashtag Billy Wagner for Hall of Fame. But, he ain't going to be able to get off, but yeah, he will still be there. And, but it gives opportunity for those guys, right? Well, yeah, but, we can so, have a weak class when it's... You know. So right, and I and I get that, but but think about this: we will have come off three crud off seasons in a row. All right, 2018, 2019, 2020. Well, no, really four, right? 2017, 2018, 2019. Then we roll into the 2020 off season, and it's like, all right, okay, we're gonna try to turn the page. We've got because by the way, the next one, okay, this is sandwiched in between this this you know uh, parade of silliness with this CBA negotiations, the following one, because you know that's going down to the deadline. And sandwiched in between this, this is when we're going to put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Because I I feel like that's going to happen. And I don't care who you are. Any ballot with Barry Bonds on the Hall of Fame, it's it's not going to be fun. Like, it's pretty clear at this point. I read his interview in, in The Athletic the other day. I have great. I have affection for Barry Bonds. Uh, in many ways, him hitting seven fifteen is one of the defining like moments of me watching baseball on TV with my friends. You know, yep. um, or excuse me, seven fifty six. I'm gonna, you know, uh, it was. It, so I, I look down at the list and I'm thinking to myself, we're we're gonna have to put. Him. I actually wrote a piece for Baseball Almanac about you know campaigning. For Barry Bonds for 2021, you can't find. Don't Google it. You can't find it. He hasn't published it yet. <laughs> he told me he'll publish it, but not out there. Yeah, it, it, it's not. A, it's written. It's just. It, it's just. Sean, if you're listening to this, uh, this this is the time. Um, <laughs> like, I can't. You can't tell me that. A, although it's necessary, right? It's necessary to put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. It's absolutely necessary. Yeah. 2021 is the year to do it so he doesn't have to share the stage with anyone else just or or anyone that um is beloved like jeter or rivera you know you see what i mean yeah this is the year to do it but i mean you could you could clear shilling clemens and bonds and just just make it the hall of hate just make it the just make it the least attended (laughs) hall of fame uh you know ceremony ever and and so but but that's what we're gonna roll with man like don't make like uh, the only thing that could be worse is that it ends up like 2013 and we don't vote anybody in and then it's like i mean there's no winning in that hall of fame ballot so we're just like we're really primed for like a so yeah we're completely reliant on whatever is left of this baseball season when it comes back not just being a baseball season, but being one of the greatest baseball seasons ever, followed up with like an intense playoffs or something to that. We, effect we need because... like two games, one sixty threes in each league. We need yeah. every every series. We need the wild card game to go to extra innings. We need uh, we need a damn position player pitching to to yeah. to save uh, the wild card game. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any Bumgarner throwing in the World Series again or something like that? So go right. Diamondbacks. So, yeah, go Diamondbacks. Right. And and we need. Uh, I need. You know what I need? Here's what. Here's what the world needs. We need Johannes Cespedes versus Madison Bumgarner in the world. We we need we need the, the ranchers huh. to square off. Um, yes. 
but that needs to be a wild card game. All right, we're we're going down a road here, and we're going to do yeah. it. So, like, what needs what what outrageous scenario needs to happen to redeem this season for for us? What what can give us break and a solace from this outrageous sadness that has been baseball over the last couple of years? I mean, I mean, some of the stuff I would love to see still happen. Right? Is I I mean, as long as the season's not delayed too long, I'd love to see. Uh, Felix Fernandez back in Seattle. Oh yeah, you know, pitching, pitching for the Braves and and the Kings Court going crazy out in in left field, right? I mean, tears, uh, down, tears down the line. So yeah. I I would love to see something like that. Um, yeah, I want to see good postseason battles between Acuna and Soto and and maybe some young studs, right? And and get that going. Um, oh, I mean, I'd love to see things like. You know, the Miami Marlins make leaps and bounds because the the people that are diehards with that Marlins fan base are ridiculously great at being diehards. Right. Every one of them is practically a, a perfect gentlewoman or gentleman, right? They just, they, they, they're some of the kindest people. They've gone through one of the craziest, longest rebuilds. And now they got this young team that's, I mean, they're they're yeah. bad, but they're not terrible. No, so, I so, mean I think they're, but, they're 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 the the sky's the ceiling for them, right? They don't have because we can sit here and say, ah, oh, they're bad, but they're not terrible. Well, okay, if you're going to just have no expectations on me, and now I'm about ready to go play in a short season, you know what? What if I go out and win half my games? Well, let me ask you that because this is an interesting question. Does is this the perfect year for a team like the Athletics or the Rays? or the Diamondbacks or like an out of nowhere small market team do we do we do we find a Cinderella story to to revive the game and give us solace or is it does it does the responsibility fall on a big market team is this the year the Dodgers finally put one in the books right is this when the Yankees return to prominence like where should we be looking? Where is our hero? Like, does the Braves with this dynamic young team, like, you know, all these likable personalities, like where, you know, in in times of, in times of strife, right? We look to a particular type of team to bring the game back or to give us at least some sort of break from the grind that has been the last few years. You know, do, are you looking for a, a stalwart, like a like a establishment team, to really kind of bring it bring bring it back. Or are you looking for a team to kind of just give us a lovable a, a lovable winner out of nowhere? I mean, the Yankee fan to me is already already picked who it, it wants. Well, that's but, fair. That's but fair. It, but as a baseball fan goes, I mean, the one thing that you know we should we should most likely see is probably a few extra teams that are still. Uh, you know, vying for something when it comes to the trade deadline, right? So, right. you know, all of a sudden you, you've shortened the schedule down. All of a sudden that team that was supposed to be 12 games out of first at the at the trade deadlines, all of a sudden they didn't fall those seven games back right at the beginning of the season and never got to that point. Now all of a sudden they're only four or five games back of maybe even a division, you know, or right there in the wild card race. So maybe you just have more teams that are alive at the at the trade deadline. That's good to me for that's great for baseball because the more teams that are active actively trying to make the postseason, 
the more the fans are engaged, the more the fans are engaged, right. the more the game grows, right? Because it's exciting for more people. Uh, and I, I, I could see something like that happening. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of those teams that, you know, that could be just on that edge right now probably benefit the most from it so they could get a chance to get to that point. So, say, um, you know, the Royals, right, or something right. like that, just hold it together for a while. Well, they got money. Yeah, they're a small market team, but they're not broke. Right. right? They, can, they well, can go out and make moves at the trade deadline with anybody else. Can I, can I tell you this? I feel... I feel like the the frustrating pragmatist in me feels like this is the perfect year to slide a out of nowhere team into the into the mix. Like Tampa Bay Rays if you're listening. Th- this is your this has got to be your year. Like Arizona Diamondbacks, Chicago White Sox. And I know they're kind of like a bigger market, but you know, in in the world of teams that haven't been good and honestly probably won't be good, you know, for a long time. Like, yep. you know, like the Yankees will always dip in and and be good, right? The uh, the Braves have a team that's set up to contend for for years and years and years. The, uh, you know, the Dodgers are, are uh, the same, set up to contend for a very long time. This is, I feel like if there was ever a year for a team like the, the, the Rays, like the Twins, like, uh, you know, a, a team that otherwise is not as notable if there was ever an opportunity for a, a team that was not as notable, not as, you know, the fan base isn't as, as automatic, this is the year to do it. Hmm. And, and selfishly, and here's the other end of it too, it's, kind of, it's a little bit like when the Braves won the World Series in 95. It's that you didn't want the Yankees to win in 95. You didn't want a, a major, huge market team to, to win those, you know, you want a team that, you know, isn't the headline, you know, you yeah. it, it, selfishly, you kind of want a team that to win the world series. That's kind of like, okay, this, the, yes, uh, the Rays won the world series this year. Okay. And you know, it was cool. It was great, but you don't want to sort of, if you're a team like the white Sox or, you know, not, maybe not the white Sox, but if you're a team like the Yankees, or the Cubs, like these legacy franchises, you don't necessarily want to sacrifice a win, a, a title to one of the uh, uh, to a secondary headline. Hmm. I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, I yeah. I I mean, if I'm just solely looking at it from a fan's perspective or something to that effect, you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a story, right? I mean. Because, you know, for a lot of people, okay, if my team doesn't win, at least give me good baseball. Give me something. Give me a story. Give me a, a feel-good to cheer about, right? Give me a team that hasn't won a, base, a World Series in 108 years, like 2016 gave us, right? Right. Um, give me something to that effect. Yeah, give I think me, that's more what I'm getting at. Is just give me Vlad Junior making the postseason and he's right. bashing, you know, 116 mile an hour, you know, balls off his bat and in a in a game against a judge, you know, where he's doing the same thing. Give me some sort of that action. Um, 
that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think I have to have Padres White Sox World Series. I don't think that's necessary to get there for me. But you know, it's it's just you know, to me, it's it's about the quality of the action that I'm going to be getting. And I think yeah, with these younger players and everything else that we've got, I think they're the the ones that we want to see. Yeah, but you don't you don't. There's not a small part of you that thinks like. Okay, like if you're playing like poker, right? And you get a and you get a really bad hand. And, and and the flop comes and it's like, okay, like if I'm going to burn one, if I'm going to burn a hand, this is the one. You know, like I guess like yeah, I guess it's a hard it's a hard road to go down. It just situations like this put you in a position where it kind of makes you at least entertain these thoughts. Where yeah. it's like, how do you what would really give us a respite? What would really give us a break from all of this? Because it's not even like the World Series is, or excuse me, it's not even like the regular season is starting late because, you know, everybody was too happy about something else. It's no. not like, you know, the, everybody in the world won the lottery and we're just getting around, you know, nah, whatever. We'll get around to baseball. Like, mm. it's like a freaking pandemic. Yeah, I mean, no, the thing that isn't going to be the feel-good story is if it ends up in the Astros in the World Series, right? That's not going to yeah, be the feel-good we, story, we, right? We're cool there, right? Like, we, we, we all agree. We, nobody we wants circle that. back to the beginning of this podcast, that's where we don't want to be is where we're like, oh, great. Now it's, you know, it's basically the only reason why you're getting any recognition of some people watching the game is so that they can hate on one team yeah. in, in that game. And it's like, well, this game should be revolved around the fact that we love the game, not because we hate one of the teams that's in it, which is at, probably at that point, you know, we'll be lucky to be employing like six or seven of the people that were part of that 2017 team at that point anyway. So we're just booing a team that's got, you know, 18% of their players are yeah. from that 2017 everybody ate. So I got to be honest with you. I'm right there with you. I am... We don't want the Astros there. I, I think this is not the time. Like, I get it. You want to prove to everybody you're good without cheating. Okay, cool. Good for you. S sit this one out, man. Yeah. Take, give me my, take a seat, bro. Give, give me Mike Trout. Give me the gang out there in L.A. Making it right. through. You know, let you know, them in Oakland bash it out to figure out who wins that division, who goes in as a wild card. Give me Rendon back in the World Series again, batting behind Trout and ahead of pools or wherever he's going to lie at. Give me that. All right. I'm ready for that. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Some sort of storyline that we can be positive about. And let's be honest. There is not, there is not a single, I can't even conceive a single plot line that makes the Astros a positive thing. No, no. Nah, I don't know what it would take to get it there, but they ain't doing it. So it's like your but. alcoholic relative coming to an intervention. It's just not. Probably it, not it, welcome. To yeah, them. it's like, come <laughs> on, man! Like you've done your damage. Like move on. Like it's it's not it's not cool anymore. And, and yeah. yeah, I don't. There, there. I agree with you. I just feel like there's not. There's not a good ending uh, uh, with that scenario. Like, there's not a, a matchup I could see where it's like, 
oh man, like if the Astros matched up against I mean, these guys, oh man, that would be something. It's like the only thing that would save it if it's the Astros, Dodgers, and the Dodgers basically swept them. I mean, that's really about it. That's the yeah. only thing anybody would even want to see. Even even a fan like me would be all right with that final scenario. But I mean, but that'd be still like fourth or fifth on the list I'd because see then somebody it, else there than them. Right. I mean, we I need want, some different color uniforms in the World Series. Yeah. yeah g- give me Trout. Just put Trout there so that at least every time that I see a Mike Trout set, I don't have to see people being on there like, yeah, but how many playoff games has he won? Yeah. How many hits does he have in the postseason? Oh, yeah. How many rings does he have? It's like, because I get tired of seeing that, and then I get tired of the people that have to be like, yeah, Ted Williams sucked too because he never won a World Series ring either. And those are conversations that I don't like seeing out there. So I'd love to just see Trout, you know, go out and have a good postseason strap on a ring and uh yeah now as done a, with that. let me ask you this like a title's a title flags fly forever and i get that but mm-hmm. would you because i wrestle with this from time to time when we talk about say the braves okay they won in 95 but there was the whole narrative of well they weren't gonna win in 94 because the because the expos had a pretty notable lead on them when the season ended and then they played a short season in 95. Do you, as a, as a fan of a team, and you're a Yankees fan, and maybe it's a little bit different, maybe Yankees aren't the best example, but do you, if you're the fan of a team that hasn't won in a while, okay? If you're the fan, a fan of, say, the Oakland A's, if you're a fan of a team that's never won, like the Tampa Bay, but is, could be in contention this year, like the Tampa Bay Rays, is there anything in your head that says, I really, really want to win a World Series, but maybe not this year? Maybe nah. a year where there's no maybe a year where there's no strings attached. There's no well, you know? Nah, nah. Eh, no. Not in the slightest. No. Okay. Somebody's gotta somebody's gotta win it. You want one of the other teams? Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that yeah. teams don't want to win. I'm not making that insinuation. Yeah. I think I'm just like, you know, if you're a fan like for example, like I've I've been spoiled growing up through the nineties, you know what I mean? And yeah, of course we lost a lot of World Series and I get that. But like, you know, and and you know, a Yankees fan, you won a lot of World Series. But like if you're a team that hasn't been there in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Or you've never been there in your lifetime. If you are, you, let's see, the Reds were last in the World Series in 1990. So you figure that if you're a Reds fan and you go to the World Series, the last thing you want to hear, say, 10 years down the road when you're, when you're talking about, well, you know, yeah, 20, 2020, man, we were in the World Series. It's like, well, it was a shortened season. Yeah. Eh, eh, I don't know. I mean, I mean the Dodgers never get questioned for winning the 81 series, I don't think, but maybe that's just because they beat up on the Yankees. I don't know, but I mean that's a that's a 63 win team that won the World Series. So Also true. But, but uh but yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there's anything there at all. No, personally nothing to me. I I just do not want to see those types of – I just don't want those types of seasons, right? I mean, it's, I'm disappointed already that we're already losing the games that we're losing this year because, you know, I love opening day. I was really looking forward to March 26th. Um, I, I, I love the game. I love getting into it. I love the stats, right? And 
and it's been a long off season, not just because of the Astro stuff. I can get over that, right? A lot of people can't, and I, but I can get past it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, that think, much I think we're going to. I think we're going to have to. We're going to have to get past it because if we don't get past it, you know, what, what else do we have to look forward to? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I can take the information that's there and look at it, you know, in in that light, right? When I'm doing statistics on on my Twitter account, right? And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, the Astros, every time a 2017 Astros stat's going to come across my my thing, I'm going to feel like there's an asterisk on it, right? I, I get it. I'm, I'm not going to be blind to it. But, man, dang it, I needed a 2020 season to get started here because I'm, I need some fresh numbers to play with. And, you know, that's the well, selfish side of me. We, we need I wish some I had it. We need some fresh stories. We need, But it ultimately... What what this whole conversation boils down to is why is um it, it's sort of the I feel like we're in kind of the late middle act of a bad play <laughs> you know like we're 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 kind of at the point where it's like the climax has like already happened like we're just coming off the climax of the play like the middle of the second act and it's like oh man like the the plot twist has happened and 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 now it's like all right well that was disappointing yeah and now we gotta now we gotta sit through the end of this all right yeah Yeah, and you just hope that the ending isn't really just bad that it was just basically yeah like there's still a chance there's still a chance this could get better like there's still a chance there's got to be a sad point in a movie so that the ending is great, right? The hero's got to get there, right? And it's what you're right. hoping for. We're at the sad point in that, the, the show. Now we need to see what the hero does to, to reclaim glory for baseball, right? That's right. I mean, I've, I don't think... I, man, we should be... Mike Trout. <laughs> say hey, hey, say something. On him. Say I something. Mean, <laughs> I need La Tortuga to come through for me out there in Minnesota. I love watching Estudio play. Um, yeah, man, I want some great stuff. I think that there's so much talent out there. It was like a, I saw a Kopex throwing 100 mile an hour heat spring training the other day. I need to see a season from him, right? And there's a lot of things to look forward to. I think, yeah. like me, like you know, I'm looking forward to a, a full, you know, a, a lot of just more, like uh, more from these young players like Juan Soto. I'm looking to see if Steven Strasburg can really keep it together after signing that big contract. I'm looking for. I mean, as much as more, there's a morbid curiosity as to what the Astros are going to do this year. Like, how do how do they handle all of this unprecedented? you know, attention to the, to the way they play the game, you know, how can the, can the Rays and the A's like really keep doing this? Like, can the A's really string together back to back 97 win seasons? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's just, there's so many questions going into the season and yet here we are forced to kind of just, all right, you know, just sort of hold off on it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm curious to see you, the Dodgers get the value that they were hoping to get out of a short season of Mookie Betts and David Price. They gave up a lot to get, right. you know, a year of Mookie. Um, so, and they're not going to get a full year of that. Um, yeah, just yeah, interesting to see, you know, 
I mean, like we were talking Madison Bumgarner earlier, you know, let's, I'd love to see how that performance goes on that, that Diamondbacks team that to me is still one I'm of the I'm so excited to see that teams. team. I'm so excited to see that team. And yet here, you know, it, I think ultimately we're going to have to look to these, you know, to, to the positive plot lines because if, I mean, it's, it's almost just too easy to get lost in, in, in the, the silliness that's gone down the last few years. Yeah, dwelling on the negative side of the sport uh, really, you know, only leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth. It ends up getting you to the point of like, oh, you know, where you see people like, oh, yeah, so-and-so did this, but at least they weren't the Astros. And people start justifying terrible acts because they weren't as terrible as somebody else's act. You know, we're getting to that point in, in quote-unquote fandom, right? It's, it's, it's just getting kind of... It's getting old and annoying, and yeah. uh, I needed to get back to the point where people just enjoyed the game for what it was—the game that it was, right? That we loved the game. Um, I, I mean, I used to think that you know, doing an auto-intentional walk was a terrible thing. I would take that I know, argument right? back in a heartbeat. Give if me, all this other give stuff me all the, give me all the little wrist flick walks. I want all of it right now. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should probably, okay. So as of now, site related stuff, um, uh, the survival game is on hold until we can figure out the season. Uh, yeah. as of now, the RAB invitational draft is going to go on as planned, but you know, remotely as opposed to in person. And, um, we're going to still host weekly podcasts. Um, I don't know if Jim, if we get bored, we might do an, another one of these sort of freeform ones in between now and then who knows. Yeah. yeah who knows? We might drag somebody on and get a fan's perspective. Right. I don't know. Like, Maybe we'll just life's grab a funny random like that. soul. Yeah. Life's funny like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, we're gonna, but, we're gonna, we're gonna call it here on this one. Uh, well, at least, uh, for the survivor league, um, it gives us time to be able to do some more work, right? Uh, true. That is you, also true. Yeah. We've taken on, uh, Nate Smith is working with us now to, uh, get things uh, more in order for us and help us out there. So we'll have a little more time to, to work on that and try to make that a better thing than it was last year. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to get that thing started though, but in a way, yeah, this, this, this delay helps out a little bit so that we can make sure that's the best it could be. Right. But that's true. And we're going to, anyway. we're going to have a special episode that's devoted just to the things that are going on with the site outside of the podcast outside of the the normal you know stuff uh you know going on so we're gonna have special episode as as it gets closer to that um other than that i mean i don't you know we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, just call it for this week um everybody wash your hands stay safe if you're sick stay home from work